0: Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needham, and I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butterball, how you doing this evening, bud?
1: I'm doing good, man. How about yourself?
0: Doing well. Glad you're here in studio. We got a little college football going on on the big screen here uh, on Thursday night as we're recording this, and we got a lot of NFL action to talk about, man. So we got uh, star running backs getting cut. We got head coaches getting fired. Uh, We've got more COVID issues uh, from an outbreak standpoint and possible scheduling issues and postponements. But uh, uh, it's just your typical crazy week in NFL and fantasy football, man. So, but again, I'm glad you're here with me, uh, riding shotgun to go through. But before we get into all that butter, as always, it's important that we show some love to our sponsor and that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad and the whole Chalk team on the web at ChalkOKC.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at ChalkOKC. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sundays. Always the favorite. That's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar.
1: The best damn sports bar, period. Absolutely, man. Well, Butter,
0: let's jump into it, brother. So let's talk a little bit about the NFL and all the crazy stuff that happens. And, man, we got to start with our team, Butter. They got a win, but, man, did they have a big loss. And that's a, just an ugly, ugly injury for our guy, quarterback Dak, Dak Prescott. Again, broken ankle, dislocated ankle, had surgery Sunday night. The surgery seemed to go well, but he's obviously done for the year. But, uh, yeah, the, the the pit of your stomach uh, definitely uh, hurt a little bit watching that game unfold, Butter. But uh, where were you at uh, watching that game and uh, your your thoughts on Dak?
1: Man, I mean, I was watching that game at home, and that was just a really, really gruesome Injury. I mean, as soon as he went down, I mean, you could tell like by the look on his face, by the look of his ankle, I mean, it was like out of place. Uh, you could really tell that he was really hurt. You know, I mean, I hope he has a has a, uh I know he's got a long recovery. Hopefully, we wish him the best uh, on his recovery and hopefully he gets back uh, for next year. You know, I mean, he was putting up some monstrous uh, stats for the year and I mean it just it sucks uh for the Cowboys and it sucks for Dak Prescott because I mean he's he's just kind of a super fun player to watch and just super super nice guy so uh hopefully uh he gets uh he gets healed up and uh he'll be back ready to play in 2021
0: yeah you, you talked about how he got off to such a good start I think it was the most most passing yards to the first four games in the NFL history I want to say it was some sort of crazy crazy statistic that he had just been putting up monster numbers and been uh, you'd been using him in our fantasy games each week and you were kicking my ass and then I finally jump on the train this week and I start him and you know god forbid he he, uh, he breaks his leg man so I, I've been the kiss of death in that regard from fantasy picks but we'll we'll talk more about that here in a moment but uh, yeah I'm I, with you echo those sentiments uh you hope the guy comes Back uh, bigger, better, faster, stronger, uh, and better than ever uh, after the recovery, and they said it would be a you know kind of a six month thing. So he's uh, he's definitely uh, out for the year, and um, you know hopefully they can get that long term contract situation worked out. Uh, in the off season and uh, through the summer, because it doesn't seem to be something that's going to prevent him from coming back and playing at a high level again, and you hope that that's the case. And uh, so, hopefully, um, he and uh, Jerry and Stephen Jones uh, can get that uh, get that get that worked out. Uh, Have a before. cup of coffee. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It seemed like they were really close heading into the season. Obviously, didn't get get it done, and the Cowboys had to use the franchise tag on him. But uh, um, he's going to keep that thirty one, thirty two million. Bucks, no matter what, but uh, hopefully for his sake, and, and as a Cowboys fan's sake, uh, they, they're able to get that worked out. So, uh, wishing him nothing but the best. But, you know, talking about other crazy news that's popped up this week, Butter, and that uh, of uh, the New York Jets, they just flat out release and cut Le'Veon Bell, who earlier this afternoon signs with the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, what, what the hell's going on there, Butter? I mean, uh, we've talked about the Jets are a dumpster fire, and I'm sure he wanted out. Uh, but you know, have you ever heard of a team just cutting a guy and just saying, "Yeah, we'll just cut you"? And I think they still owed him four or five million bucks. I think uh, by by cutting him that way, but he just goes and walks down or walks into Kansas City and uh, is on a, a Super Bowl contender now. But a crazy chain of events here over the last few hours.
1: Well, I mean, good for him, and uh, I mean signing with the Chiefs. But you know, I mean, from what I was reading, I mean they had tried to find suitors and tried to find a trade partner with them for for him, and I mean they just couldn't get anything done, you know, I mean, but yeah, the, the jets, I mean, they're terrible. I mean, they haven't looked good. I mean, I'm sure that it's kind of a blessing in disguise for him to get out of that situation. Uh, I mean, I would say that Adam Gase, he gets fired by the end of the year. I mean, and they're probably going to have to have a complete rebuild. I mean, because Sam Darnold, I mean, he does not look like the quarterback of the future up there. So No,
0: I agree. And they, I think they had Joe Flacco playing, playing quarterback for him yeah. uh, this week uh, for the injured Sam Darnold. And it didn't help them none. Uh, they're still bad, and they still lost. The uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray went up there and beat up on them pretty good, I think. But, uh, um you know, you mentioned Adam Gase, who – crazily enough still has his job right now. Uh, but we talk about a coach that is no longer uh, in his position and that's uh, Dan Quinn of the Atlanta Falcons again. We kept saying and kind of joking that hey, this is the week that Atlanta's going to win and get off the Schneid and then they end up losing to the Carolina Panthers to drop to 0 um, and five uh, and Dan Quinn was let go I think either you know, later that night or, or first thing Monday morning. and so, probably not a shock right butter uh, probably inevitable whether it was this week whether it was you know two weeks from now at some point uh, they had just gotten off to such a bad start and had again the nature of their losses and the collapses that they've had is just it's one thing to lose but to lose in the manner that they continued to lose uh, was just gut-wrenching for your fans and so not not a surprise that they uh, they finally made a change there but uh, your thoughts on the parting of Dan Quinn from the Atlanta Falcons
1: you know I mean I think if the Falcons could have put up some more points, this past week, maybe he might have made it through. Uh, through another week, they they just pretty much got beat handily by the Panthers. I mean, they uh, they couldn't couldn't move the ball. Didn't have really hardly any offense whatsoever. Uh, I actually picked um, Matt Ryan. I mean, I thought Matt Ryan had a really really good matchup versus the Panthers last week, and I think he put up seven point nine four points, and so. You know, I mean, the first four weeks of the season, you know, I mean, their offense, they didn't have any problem moving the ball. It was their defense. They were giving up way too many points. And, uh, you know, I mean, you you feel bad for the guy. But, you know, I mean, I think the the Falcons, I mean, towards the, towards the end of this year, next year, I mean, I think that they're probably, you're probably talking about a head coach coming in and probably – having to start a rebuild on that franchise.
0: Yeah, and I even saw some reports and some stories uh, earlier in the week butter about whether the Falcons should just tank and and go for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, right, because I think he's a Georgia kid, if I'm not mistaken. I think he played high school football in the Georgia area, and then you know, obviously plays at Clemson now in South Carolina, just across the border there, so kind of something to think about, right? I mean, they're out of it, right? I don't, I don't think that anybody would expect uh, a coaching change. I think it was the defensive coordinator who they promoted to the interim head coach, uh, which, as you mentioned, that defense was awful uh, the first three, three weeks, and then the last two weeks, the defense has kind of come around, and then you know, they can't, they can't score, right? So, uh, if they're, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. And so, uh, the, uh, defensive coordinator is taking over there, but yeah, again, something to think about, right? So you just go ahead and, and uh, close up shop for the year and, uh, a race to the bottom with perhaps the Jets and, uh, a couple other teams to, uh, you know, suck for Trevor Lawrence. I don't know what the, uh, uh, acronym or the uh, rhyming phrase would be right. It used to suck for luck and uh, uh, whatever it was for Tua, you know, a year or two ago and stuff. But uh, yeah, essentially uh, shoot for the uh, the number one pick in the draft and uh, maybe pick up Trevor Lawrence. So something that uh, they'll have to uh, think about as a franchise, given that this season appears to be lost, you know, one third of the way through it. But uh, you know, talking about games this weekend butter you know there there were some statement wins that were out there i think this weekend and uh you know the raiders browns and titans all get pretty impressive wins from week five although being different times with some games being rescheduled and some crazy stuff going on there but any of those wins kind of stand out to you butter again the raiders uh, hang 40 on the Chiefs and go into Kansas City and get a win there, 40-32. to 32. Uh, Browns, you know, kind of played a good team in the Colts, and they were able to win that game at home to improve to 4-1. and one. Uh, And then the Titans just thumped the Bills Tuesday night, uh, that rescheduled game, which was kind of surprising. Maybe not that they won, but the manner that they won. They dominated that game. But uh, your thoughts on, the, on those three teams and those big wins in particular?
1: I mean, I think the Raiders and the Browns and the Titans all, like you said, made – had statement wins this past week weekend uh i mean the raiders <clears throat> they end up winning 40 to 32 Derek carr i mean toes for 347 yards and three touchdowns patrick mahomes for some reason just did not look like himself i mean he threw a lot of incomplete balls i mean but the, the raiders i mean got after him i mean there were were quite a few sacks and uh, just really didn't look very comfortable you know i mean the browns um they got a, a really big win against the Colts, and um, they ran the ball uh, just like they have been. I mean, Baker Mayfield was end up uh, ended up with a couple hundred yards passing. But uh, the most surprising, I think, like you said, is the Titans over the Bills. I mean, uh, the Titans just came out and just beat the crap out of the Bills. I mean, which the Bills, a good, solid football team, but, I mean, they really could not get nothing going. Uh, only uh, – only scored 16 points, which, you know, I mean, like the last few weeks, I mean, the Bills, I mean, it seems like they have had a lot, of, a lot of closer games. You know, what I mean, like where they have got up and like the team had came back and and either tied it up or went ahead, and then the Bills found found a way to win. I mean, this this past week, I mean, they just could not get anything going. I mean, just got their butts kicked. Yeah,
0: an impressive performance by that Titans defense. Again, they forced a few turnovers and and led to short fields for that Titans offense. And you know, Ryan Tannehill again continues to kind of prove people wrong, including myself. I mean, I think everybody thought he was going to be a bust, you know, after it didn't work out in uh, in Miami. And man, he's just revitalized his career and he's playing really, really well. And I know he's got a great guy to turn around and hand the ball off to, and Derek Henry. And you probably saw the clip of that highlight, that stiff arm on Josh Norman and just threw his ass to the ground. And I think there was a holding play or a holding uh, penalty on that play. So that, the play didn't actually count. So it got brought back. But uh, with the authority. Hi- yeah, the highlight <laughs> is out there for everyone to see forever, man. So, so he kind of posterized him, for lack of a better term, there. But um, yeah, I mean, just I, I'm with you. That that's the game that stood out to me the most is is the Titans. And, and again, not just that they won, because both those teams I think are pretty good, but the manner that they won, and it was a dominant performance. That that uh, uh, they they did not leave any doubt about that performance. And again, they had that week off due to the rescheduling and some of the COVID issues there, and you know maybe a little bit of a you know a cathartic release to get back out on the field and they were fed up with some of the uh, the smack talk kind of coming their way about you know guys you know uh, breaking protocol to, to go out and practice and all these other things but they uh, uh, they certainly made a statement on Tuesday night now I don't kind of like the Tuesday night football butter so I mean I want I want this covid stuff to go away and games to be played as scheduled but uh, it was kind of fun to have a, a game on Monday night and then turn around and have another game on Tuesday evening as well so uh, NFL might be on to something here but uh, you know other games of note to kind of talk. About there from from week five, butter, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, they do it again. Two two wily uh, veterans there, crafty quarterbacks that lead their teams back uh, in the final seconds uh, to win games. There, the Saints went to overtime actually, they they won that game over the Chargers, thirty to twenty-seven on Monday night. But uh, uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks improved to five and zero. And you know we talked about that Vikings Seahawks game last week, and we, we both kind of liked the Vikings in the points from a spread. And so that that actually ended up, and the Vikings played tough in that game. But uh, uh, you can't um, you can't give uh, Russell Wilson any time, uh, and he was able to uh, uh, lead the Seahawks down and score there and uh, and get a big win for Seattle. But uh, uh, your thoughts on, on those two games, and again, uh, Steelers, Titans, Packers, and Seahawks remain the four undefeated teams through Week 5, Butter. But uh, any, any other games of particular note that jump out to you from Week 5, Bud?
1: The Saints versus the Chargers game, I mean, uh, Drew Brees, I mean, he keeps finding ways to win. I mean, I was really, really glad for Emmanuel Sanders to have – Kind of like a, a breakout game. I mean, because you know, Michael Thomas has been hurt and I mean We kept
0: waiting for it to happen yeah, too. It, yeah. it, it happened yeah. this week.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I mean, Russell Wilson, I mean, like we were sitting there talking last week, you know. I mean, if he keeps uh the numbers that he keeps putting up, I mean he'll have sixty something touchdowns by the end of the year. I don't I don't know what his uh how many touchdowns he end up having. I mean, he at least had two he looked really solid. He had 3 touchdowns, but I mean just not as many yards as he's he's had, but man, Seattle just looks really 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 good. Yeah,
0: they they do. And again, they've got a quarterback that you know, seems to be, you know, kind of a man on a mission, right? So, uh, d- destined for, uh, uh, you know, kind of making this his year. And there's been a lot of talk about him, you know, never winning the NFL MVP and probably being a guy that's worthy of it. But uh, he's done nothing to uh, to hurt uh, hurt his chances this year. Uh, that's certainly the case. But, you know, the Vikings, they were up 13 nothing at half. They were dominating that game. And, again, keeping that Seattle offense off the field, you know, running the ball um, and, uh, you know, kind of keeping playing keep away to a certain degree. And then the Seahawks make the adjustments and score twenty-seven points in the second half, and uh, that was all she wrote. But uh, um, again, you know, kind of looking forward to uh, uh, some of those the, the, some of those teams we just mentioned have some big games this weekend, and we'll talk about that uh, uh, here in a moment. But again, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, we've seen it a bunch of times, but uh, they um, they they both uh, you know pull rabbits out of the hat yet again and uh, get their team's victories there. But you know, other games of note um, uh, we should mention, butter, uh, you know, Dolphins go out to San Francisco and just put an ass kicking on the Forty Nine ers 43 Three seventeen. We kept talking about, it's you know, magic. the 49ers Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they seem to be snake bit. You know, coming into the season, and a lot of those injuries and some of the issues that they've had, I think, are catching up with them there. And uh, again, maybe not a shock that the Dolphins won the game, but um, they're definitely a little surprising that final score. But yeah, you said it. Fitzmagic, man, three fifty and three touchdowns. He has these wild games, random games where he just puts up four hundred yards and four touchdowns or some sort of crazy stat line. And then he'll go away for two weeks, and so I have no way to predict it from a fantasy standpoint. If we could, uh, you know, create an algorithm to predict uh, the weeks that he's going to go off, uh, he would uh, he'd be worthy uh, from a fantasy pickup for sure. But uh, yeah, impressive win for them. Texans beat up on the Jaguars, right? We kind of thought that Deshaun Watson, after the firing of, of Bill O'Brien, that they'd have a little bit of a bounce back, and that was certainly the case. They, they win did, that yeah. game, thirty to fourteen. Ravens beat up on the Bengals and Joe Burrow, twenty-seven to three. Uh, again, you know, probably to be expected there. The the Um, defensive
1: coordinator for Boston or for the uh, Baltimore Ravens came out, and I guess. Was mad about them kicking the field goal. Yeah, I heard that. They almost had a shutout, and
0: the Ravens settle for a field goal to to avoid the shutout at the end. It kind of peeved the uh, uh, Ravens D coordinator. So, kind of a funny story there. But uh, Rams beat up on the on the Washington football team. I caught myself, uh, thirty to ten in D.C. Uh, Steelers uh, get a win over the uh, uh, Eagles, thirty eight twenty nine. And we, we mentioned it earlier. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals uh, beat up on the hapless Jets, uh, thirty to ten. And then you know our team butter. So so, I mean, the Cowboys, we let off, you know, talking about Dak's injury and the fact that they got a win, but maybe talk a little bit about the Cowboys game, you know, after Dak's injury, um, the Red Rifle, Andy oh, Dalton. Oh, Red. Yeah, TCU's own, right, kind of a local boy. I think he grew up in Katy, Texas, where he went to high school, but, uh, you know, played uh, college ball there in Fort Worth. Uh, the DFW area at TCU, but uh, he, he played okay whenever he came in. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot, right, so he had a couple of completions there on that last drive to set up the field goal to win the game there, but, you know, your thoughts on Andy Dalton and the Cowboys' chances moving forward, Butter, in that NFC least division, as we like to call it. I mean, the Cowboys are in first place at two and three, so, you know, uh, they have still a good chance to win that division and get in the playoffs, I think, because the division's so bad, but uh, uh, your thoughts on uh, Dalton moving forward as the uh, uh, quarterback for Dallas?
1: Dalton's kind of more of a pocket passer. I mean, he's not like a, you know, like a, a zone read. Uh, a, he's not a running quarterback. You know, so I mean, I think what the Cowboys are going to have to do is they're going to have to uh, kind of change the offense a little bit to fit his uh, to fit like his strength, which is passing the ball and having a running back that can run it. So, I mean, I expect Ezekiel Elliott to Elliott to run a lot more than what he has in the the past few weeks, maybe kind of slow the offense down a little bit. I mean, and that would actually help the defense, which the other problem that uh, they've had is they've been behind in every single game. So, I mean, they've had to have a fast paced offense. So, I mean, maybe if they can, uh, if they can run the ball with Elliot more, I mean, maybe that kind of slows the game down a little bit and uh, gets our defense some needed breaks. Yeah,
0: I agree. And Elliot actually had a decent game on Sunday against the Giants after that. You know, he ends up with 91 yards and two touchdowns. And so I'm with you. I think we'll start seeing a heavy dose of Zeke as we move forward, given uh, the the change at uh, the quarterback position. And and I'm with you. I think there'll be a change in the overall offensive scheme. And so we'll we'll probably talk about that a little bit later uh, whenever we start making picks uh, for week six on the fantasy side. But before we get to that, Butter, let's make some picks and some previews of some of the big games this weekend in week six of the NFL. And let's start up there in the AFC North, man. A hated, bitter rivalry there between the Cleveland Browns, who are at four and one traveling uh, up to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, who are still undefeated at 4-0. Uh, Pitt favored in this one by 3.5 right now, but are a total in this one, 51. Your thoughts on Browns and Steelers, and, and you know, kind of one of those games that we've been saying, are the Browns for real, are the Browns for real? I mean, they might be for real, especially if they go up to Pittsburgh and win this game, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got the Browns in this game, but I'm, it's going to be a close game. I mean, um, I'm thinking – like 17 to 14 <laughs> type game. I mean, I think there's going to be the Browns are going to play defense, and I think the Steelers are going to play defense. And um, I mean, it just to, to me, it has like one of those uh, ring to it, like where I picture this game like being in the snow. <laughs> I mean, which I mean, whenever they play again, because they will play again. Yeah. in uh, Cleveland
0: later on, it may be. Yeah. It
1: may, may be in the snow, but I mean, I, I like the Browns in this matchup.
0: I'm with you. Uh, If I'm getting the hook on the three-and-a-half, I I like Cleveland to cover the spread. I do think it's going to be close and kind of a one-possession game. Yeah, I mean, I think the Steelers might be due, right? So we talk about, you know, whether the the football gods have a, um, you know, a way of evening things out. I I don't think the Steelers are one of the best four teams in the NFL right now, uh, despite the fact that they're only one of the four remaining teams who are undefeated. And the Browns seem to be gelling, man. They seem to be coming together. And again, that Opening week blowout loss to the Ravens, you know, I think – I don't know if it, it triggered something or it changed something or whatever it was, but, you know, they had that big win against our Cowboys a few weeks ago and just ran all over the place, you know, 300-plus yards. And, you know, I think that's been a big help for Baker Mayfield at quarterback is that they've been able to run the ball um, and it takes a lot of pressure off him. And so I'm with you. I, I don't – you know, I'll take the Browns and the points, right? So it, maybe they win the game, maybe they don't, but I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, for sure, and so looking looking forward to that one on Sunday. But you know, staying there in the uh, the Keystone State, butter the Philadelphia Eagles are hosting the Baltimore Ravens, and so uh, Baltimore favored in this one by seven and a half. The total forty eight forty eight and a half, depending upon your book. But any chance the Eagles pull an upset here, or do the Ravens beat up on them?
1: I think the Ravens beat up on them. I don't I don't see the Eagles really keeping it that close. I mean. I the Eagles have struggled this year, um, and the Ravens. I mean, whenever they've scored, they've they've scored a lot of points. Uh, I mean, the only loss I believe they have is to the Chiefs. That's right.
0: Yeah, Monday Night and, Football a few weeks and, ago.
1: I mean, I, I I see Lamar Jackson. I mean, and I think he's gonna he's gonna beat up on the Eagles. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I I just I haven't seen anything from the Eagles that would lead me to believe that they can compete with the Ravens, who probably are one of the best four teams in the NFL right now. Uh, so I, I'm with you. I like the Ravens. Uh, the hook there on the line scares me a little bit. So, um, but uh, I would I would probably still lay those points and take the Ravens in this one. But you are know, talking about points and points may be at a premium in this one, Butter. You have the da Bears, Chicago da
1: Bears. heading
0: down to take on the surprisingly. Uh, three and two Panthers, right? Uh, we, We mentioned it earlier. They beat Atlanta this past weekend, which led to the firing of Dan Quinn. But the Bears are four and one. Again, they pulled off a little bit of an upset last Thursday night, right? So it's been a minute since we uh, uh, talked about that game. It was right before we uh, uh, recorded last week. Uh, but um, they they beat the Bucks on a kind of a last minute goofy. You know, the the people making fun of uh, Tom Brady, they're forgetting what down it was and stuff. But uh, they improved to four and one. Uh, they head to Carolina to take on the Panthers. But uh, Carolina favored in this one, surprisingly, uh, Butter. Um, as of right now, they're a, a minus one and a half point favorite. The total forty four and a half. Uh, your thoughts on Bears? Bears and Panthers Sunday
1: I like the Bears in an ugly ugly game um the Panthers I mean they've they've shown a little bit of uh a little bit of offense but you know I mean the, t- the team that I figured that they would have scored the most points against was uh last week against the Falcons and I think they only scored 23 or 24 points yes yeah, so, 23 I think yeah um I don't I, against the Bears defense I mean I don't see them scoring many more points than that if they score even that many points but I got the Bears, but I got it. it's a. It, I think it's going to be an ugly, ugly game.
0: <laughs> well, but I'm going to go against you here. And give me the Panthers, and I, just because I think this is a weird line, you know the the fact that Carolina's fa- and I know they're at home, uh, but they you know started off as a two and a half point favorite, uh, and so maybe that's just indicative of the fact that. You know, Vegas doesn't believe that the Bears should be 4-1 and one either, uh, whether it's Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles or whoever it is that's playing uh, quarterback, but that Bears defense I think is pretty good, uh, but something about this line seems fishy to me, and so I'm going to take the Panthers at home and again, maybe again one of those deals to where the football gods are going to even things out to where the Bears shouldn't be 4-1. and one. I don't think that they're that that good uh, in the uh, the eye, eye test. Uh, just They're just not passing it for me, but uh, I'm going to take Panthers in this one to win the game and cover cover the 1-1 half point spread here but uh you know the premier game sunday afternoon butter that one of those late afternoon kickoffs has to be the green bay packers traveling down to take on tb12 the goat and the tampa bay buccaneers you know bucks lost last weekend so they're three and two uh, packers at four and zero oh right now still one of the four remaining undefeated teams green bay favored in this one right now by one i've seen it as a pick em and other lines but uh, over under 55 uh, your thoughts on packers and bucks on sunday afternoon butter
1: Give me Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in a high-scoring affair.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I like the Bucks in this game, and I think the 55 is light. I think our our, our buddy, uh, our guy, the ch- uh, chalk gambling guru, Chad Ford, I think he likes a lot of points in this one, too. We talked about this game earlier in the week. Uh, I'm with you. I think this has got a shootout written all over it, you know, 35-31, 38-34, to 34, uh, one of those types of games, and, again, If you leave any time on the clock between these two quarterbacks, um, you're 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 leaving yourself in danger. And again, I know that there was an issue with Tom and his uh, time management and down management last Thursday night uh, in that Bears game. But uh, I'm with you. I like the Bucks in this one. Uh, I think they win the game and uh, again knock the Packers from uh, the realm of the unbeaten uh, on Sunday afternoon. But uh, Sunday night football, butter a game that you know maybe in preseason leading up to it we would have thought would have been a little bit more of a premier matchup but we've talked about the 49ers being snake pit uh and them kind of stumbling out of the blocks to a two and three record but the uh, los angeles rams take on the 49ers uh rams favored in this one by three the total here 51 and a half your thoughts on rams and niners on sunday night football
1: uh the preseason if it was a preseason and we were going to talk about this game in week six i mean that's with no injuries or anything like that. I mean, I would say that the 49ers are definitely going to win this game. But, I mean, the 49ers have had a slew of injuries. I mean, uh, Jimmy Grappolo, I mean, he may or may not be back this week. They've had injuries on both sides of the ball. They've had injuries on defense as well. I mean, the defense got beat up really, really bad by uh, the Dolphins last week you know, I mean, the offense just hasn't really scored a lot of points. I like the Rams in this game. I think the Rams and Jared Goff, and Robert Woods are going to score a lot of points in this game.
0: Man, again, another line that just seems fishy to me, right? So the Rams are favored by three, but you know, why? I would have thought maybe had you maybe picked the line, blind going in, that the Rams would have been maybe favored by a little bit more. And so because of that fishy line, butter, I'm going to go with the 49ers here. Bounce and back game. If you if you can get a hook on this man and get it up to three and a half, I would jump all over the Niners on this one. But uh, I like the Niners here, and I like this to be a low scoring game, so that uh, I would tend to lean towards the under on that 51 and a half, 52 total points here. So I like it to be kind of an ugly, um, you know, kind of reminiscent of that Cowboys Rams game maybe early on of uh, week to one, 13. yeah, 20 to 17 somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I like that, but I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna to lean towards the 49ers. But I do like the under in this one. But due to COVID issues, Butter... We're blessed with two Monday uh, night games or Monday afternoon games, if you want to call it that again. Uh, The rescheduled game of the Chiefs and the Bills uh, kicks off at 4 o'clock Central time, so 5 o'clock Eastern. Chiefs are favored in this one by five points, four and a half, depending upon the line, and then expecting a lot of points here because the total here is 57 and a half. Uh, But your thoughts on Chiefs and Bills? Again, both teams coming off disappointing losses uh, in the prior week, uh, but Chiefs traveling up to Buffalo. Your thoughts, Butter?
1: I like the Chiefs and the points. Uh, I think, like I said, there's going to be a lot of points scored, uh, but I think the Chiefs cover and I think they're, they're going to cover easily. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, I mean, I think they're going to, this is going to be their bounce back game and the Bills, uh, they're not going to bounce back in this game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think I lean Chiefs on this game, especially now they have Le'Veon Bell, right? So they have another uh, another stud Where's running it? back that they can kind of turn around and hand it off to. And so how is that going to change that offense? Um, again, they get a lead. Are they able to kind of pound on teams a little bit? You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, that certainly wasn't was his game, although he's been a great fit for that offense. But, you know, what sort of dynamic uh, are we going to see from Andy Reid uh, having such a talented guy? I think a Maybe a troubled guy might be a good way to put it, but I don't think anyone's doubted Le'Veon Bell's talent and skill level uh, since he's come into the NFL out of uh, Michigan State, I believe. I think it was a Spartan mm-hmm. yeah. in college, so. Um, Sparty, yeah, going to be interesting fit there, but I'm I'm with you. Um, that line's a little fishy, you know. Four and a half, five is always kind of that Vegas zone. The weird stuff happens uh, in on that line, but yeah, the Bills. That performance against the Titans on Tuesday, that, that spooks me a little bit. So I, I don't know what happened there, and maybe it was an aberration. You throw it out, burn the game film, come back, and start anew. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I think I would lean towards the Chiefs here uh, to win this game and uh, probably cover the spread, probably win by touchdown. But, you know, our Cowboys is the other Monday night game, Butter. Uh, and our guy, our, our Sooner guy, Kyler Murray, coming to town. Cardinals are 3-2. and two. Cowboys are obviously 2-3. and three. But uh, Arizona favored in this one by one and a half, two points, uh, depending upon the book you're at and over under here 55. But them, then. Yeah, your your thoughts on Cardinals and Cowboys kind of an old school NFC East rivalry, right? So we don't we don't see it as much anymore. But uh Cardinals and Cowboys on Monday night football, butter.
1: Man, I like the Cowboys in this one. I think they're gonna be able to run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott. Um but I do think it's gonna be a close one. I think there's gonna be a lot of uh lot of points scored in this one.
0: I'm gonna lean towards our Cowboys here. Uh and maybe I'm picking with my heart. But you know the Cardinals have shown that they'll they'll throw a game away, right? So they lost to the Lions, um, you know, a few weeks ago. And then followed that up with another loss as well. You know they bounced back against the Jets this past weekend, but I think everybody would bounce back against the Jets. So I, I mean I don't, the Cardinals probably should uh, be
1: undefeated or four yeah, and
0: one. I yeah, mean. I mean and the, the games have been close, and so I don't think this will be any different. I think this will be a close game, and so it'll really I'm really intrigued to see how that Cowboys offense is going to change. And, and you mentioned it earlier, but I, I think that change is hopefully going to help the defense out because you know the defense is going to need to stay off the field against this explosive Cardinals offense. Uh, so so we'll be interesting to see here, but. You know, I think the Red Rifle, I mean, people kind of forget about him. He kind of, whenever he left Cincinnati, it probably wasn't on the best terms, or maybe the fans had kind of been, you know, got tired of him, right? But he was a he was a pro bowl quarterback there for a few years and and led Cincinnati to great regular season uh, records. And then, you know, they just couldn't put it together whenever the playoffs come around during uh, Marvin Lewis's tenure there and it uh, Aj Green and had had some good offenses during that, and uh, Andy Dalton was at the helm. So, so I think he's more than capable as a backup. And so, uh, rooting for the Cowboys on this one, I'm going to go ahead and pick them here. And again, what you said was almost a pick them, uh, but I think this will be a close game, and I think there'll be some points scored here. That line's probably about right, you know, probably a you know 27-24, 28-24 type of game. So somewhere in that ballpark of 50-55 uh, points, give or take. So, uh, but rooting for the Cowboys, we'll be watching that one on Monday night. Well, butter. Before we get into the week six fantasy picks, as always, we got to take a look back to week five, and um, I finally, I'm, I'm, I'm back, back again, man. So two weeks in a row now. I think we're two and two, right on on fantasy picks now. If I'm not mistaken, I think you got me the first two weeks, but. Uh, uh, I've won the last two now, and so I won close. It was 126 to 124, but you know we both had Dak Prescott, and obviously that sucks, right? So that he was out. Uh, we both had Mike Davis uh, running back from Carolina, so that was kind of a wash. But you know I got bi- a big performance from Deshaun Watson. Uh, 27 points at quarterback, and you had Matt Ryan as your QB, too, and so that was a big difference maker there. And then uh, Mark Andrews, my tight end for Baltimore, um, ended up with 12 points, and then you had George Kittle, uh, who was only able to post four for the 49ers, and so um, that ended up being roughly the difference. There wasn't much difference to pick from because I ended up winning at 126 to 124 kind of even our uh, weekly series here uh, in the NFL fantasy pick here on the uh, fantasy fashionals. So I guess I get the honors then butter. Is that right? All right. Well, thank you, sir. Well, we just talked about this game and I I might be uh, playing both sides of it, but give me Kyler Murray and the Cardinals uh, uh, of, of the Cardinals as one of my quarterbacks uh, from a fantasy standpoint. Again, He's just at the heart of what that offense does. And so uh, even if the Cowboys are able to win this game, I expect both teams to put up some points here, whether he's running the ball, whether he's throwing it. Uh, he's just a, a solid fantasy pick week in and week out now. So I'm going to go with Kyler uh, to perform on the big stage down there at uh, Jerry's World this uh, uh, Monday night. And then give me Aaron Rodgers uh, of the Packers, you know, against that uh, that premier game on Sunday afternoon against the Bucks, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this one. I like the Bucks to win the game. Uh, in a close one but I again 38 35 38 34 something in that ballpark and so a lot of points in that game and so give me Aaron Rodgers but uh, who is your uh, pick at QB one or I guess your two picks at quarterback this weekend butter
1: Um, I like Lamar Jackson of the Ravens and I like Aaron Rodgers of the Packers I mean uh, Lamar Jackson I mean exact same thing you said about Kyler Murray I mean or Aaron Rodgers either one I mean both these guys could are quarterback ones every single week I mean Lamar Jackson can can run. He can he can throw. I mean, he can pretty much do it all. Just kind of like Kyler Murray. I mean, just the uh, you're kind of like what the what the quarterback has kind of turned to in the NFL. Quarterbacks that can run and throw. Uh, then you got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he puts up massive uh, massive points week in and week out. And I mean, the the Packers have looked good on offense. Uh, like I said, I believe that the the Packers and the Buccaneers game. I mean, it's going to be high scoring. So. Yeah, really, to watch.
0: really looking forward to that game uh, on Sunday afternoon. That's going to be a fun one. But let's, let's go to running back butter, and I'm going to go with Derek Henry uh, of the Tennessee Titans. They host the Houston Texans in an AFC South divisional game. Um, you know Texans got a bounce back win against the uh, Jaguars this weekend after firing Bill O'Brien but I still think there are some issues there on that defense and again that that Titans offensive line and, and they just performed so well Tuesday night against the Bills and so I like Derrick Henry uh, to put up some good stats against the Texans on Sunday and then give me uh, my guy Jonathan Taylor right so I had him in our college fantasy league for a long time uh, the Wisconsin Badger uh, has kind of slotted right in there as the uh, running back uh, due to the injury I think is the Marlon Mack uh, but the, uh, the Colts are, are are hosting the uh, the Bengals and while the you know Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon and that Bengals offense have shown some life from time to time you know the defense has not been that great and like the Colts to kind of bounce back again they went on the road and lost to the Browns this past weekend so I think they'll get right and beat the other Ohio uh, NFL team in Cincinnati and I think uh, Jonathan Taylor will be a big part of that but those are my two running backs but who you got at running back this weekend butter
1: I got, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and I've got Kareem Hunt of the Browns. Like I said, <clears throat> like I said earlier, I mean, um, Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, with, um, with old red as the quarterback, I think the Cowboys are going to have to run the ball. I also like, uh, Kareem Hunt of the Browns. I mean, the Browns running game has just been really, really great this year. I mean, it's really helped Baker Mayfield, um, to win some games and take a lot of pressure off of them. You know, I mean, like what the browns want to do is run first. I mean, I think the browns will will be able to run the ball against the Steelers and like I said, I think the Steelers Browns game that's going to be a fun game to watch.
0: Yeah, a lot of again, bitter rivalry there, so a lot of emotion in that when you think back to what happened last year, right, though the Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett, the helmet throw and all the other crazy stuff. So that one that one's got a lot of a lot of history and a lot of recent history as well. So, but uh, looking forward to that game on Sunday. But let's let's jump to wide receiver Butter. And I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals and then Kenny Galladay of the Lions. And so we've talked a lot about Cardinals and Cowboys already, and Kyler Murray's going to be able to run it. If he's going to throw it, he's going to throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm going to take Hopkins as one of my wide receivers. And then give me Kenny Galladay of the line. So they go down to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars this weekend. Uh, and he's been kind of a sneaky, good fantasy pick uh, over the last few weeks. And so uh, I like him to have a, a decent game against the Jags uh, this weekend. And so uh, uh, give me Kenny Galladay as my wide receiver, too, uh, from a, a fantasy pick standpoint uh, uh, for this weekend. But uh, who are your two uh, wide receivers this weekend, Butter?
1: I, mean, I like Justin Jefferson of the Vikings versus the Falcons and I like DJ Chark of the Jaguars. Justin Jefferson of the Vikings, I mean he's put up some really good fantasy numbers and you know I mean I don't think it's going to be hard to put up uh good fantasy numbers against the Falcons. I mean their defense has been just it's kinda, not good. It's terrible, not good, you know. And then uh, DJ Chark, I mean he's got Gardner Minshew throwing throwing to him. I mean Minshew's kind of been one of those guys that uh, has has his moments. I mean, uh, he's either good or he's bad. So I mean, there's really no in between. But uh, I think he'll have a, a good game on Sunday.
0: Okay. Well, let's go tied in butter. So who do? You, or I guess I get to go first. Right? I forgot. I keep forgetting I have honors this week. I just don't win very often. So it's a, it's a foreign concept to me. But I guess at tied in, uh, give me um, the Miami Dolphins, Mike Gesecki, right? The uh, Penn State product. Uh, he's been kind of a nice red zone target for the uh, for the Dolphins. And, you know, you saw him uh, uh, has hooked up with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick a few times uh, through the season. Again, they're hosting the hapless Jets 0-5. You know, I don't expect the Dolphins to go hang 43 again this week like they did uh, last weekend against uh, the 49ers. But I do think they'll put up some points against the Jets. And uh, I like uh, Mike uh, Gaseki as my tight end this weekend for the Dolphins. But uh, who do you got at tight end, Butter?
1: Give me Robert Tanyan of the Packers. I mean, he just kind of came onto the scene a couple weeks ago, and, I mean, he's been a pretty good fantasy tight end. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he throws the ball a lot, and, I mean, he's kind of – They've been kind of hooking up around the red zone. So, I mean, I expect him to have a big game against the Bucs. Yeah, well, he
0: had, what, three three touchdowns the uh, last yes. week or week before yes. last or whatever it was. So, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely becoming a good red zone target uh, for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and so, yeah, going to be a lot of points in that game. So, I'm looking forward to that one. But uh, let's go flex position, Butter. And you. I'm taking one of the guys you've already picked, and that's Zeke Elliott. You talked a lot about it. Uh, I think that Cowboys offense is going to have to change a little bit, right? And so, I would expect a heavy dose uh, of Zeke uh, on Monday night against that Cardinals defense to you know, hopefully try to keep that Cardinals' offense off the field as well from a strategy standpoint. But uh, uh, give me Zeke, and uh, I think he'll get fed uh, quite a bit on Monday night. But who's your flex guy uh, for this weekend?
1: Um, I like Miles Gaskin of the Dolphins. Um, like I said, I mean he'll Gaskin's going to uh, he's playing against the Jets. I mean he'll get his touches running the ball, but I mean he's also uh, a guy that Fitzpatrick. Likes to get the ball, to you out of the backfield. Uh, so, I mean, he's uh, been one of the main wide receivers on the Dolphins team. So, I think he's got a good matchup against the Jets. The Jets are a Dumpster Fire, and I think he'll put up a lot of points this week. Yep,
0: I agree. I think it's a good pick. So, uh, going to kickers, butter. And, again, we value the kicker here on the Fantasy Fessionals podcast, and kickers are people, too. Give me Mason Crosby, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Again, we've, we've mentioned that game uh, several times now. Uh, but I think tons of points in this one. Wouldn't shock me if it comes down to a field goal. Maybe it's on the Packers' side. Uh, in a close game, and uh, I like Mason Crosby uh, to kick a couple field goals and probably a lot of extra points in this one, and what I expect to be a shootout. But uh, who do you have at kicker this weekend, Butter?
1: I've got Zane Gonzalez of the Cardinals. Um, The reason I've got him is the Cowboys. I mean, they're averaging, giving up about 25 to 30 points per game to their opponents. So, I mean, I think the Cardinals are going to score in this game. But most of the games that the Cowboys have played, I mean – They've gave up a lot of points, so I expect the Cardinals to score, and I think Zane Gonzalez will will get either field goals or extra points.
0: Yep, I like it. So, let, let's go to defense, Butter. And, again, defense wins championships. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of talking on both sides of this game here, but, you know, give me the Chicago Bears as my defense. And we talked about it earlier, you know, kind of a funny line uh, with the Bears heading down to the Panthers. The Panthers are favored in this one. And so, you know, from a Vegas standpoint, I'm leaning uh, towards uh, Carolina in that game uh, from a – That standpoint. Uh, But, you know, that Bears defense, I think, is pretty good. You know, you think about Khalil Mack and some of the players that they have here, Uh, the Panthers. You know, I expect it to be a low-scoring, kind of an ugly game, to be honest with you. And so this has got a 17-13, 20-16 to, 20 to 16 type of a feel to it to me. And, again, maybe the Panthers end up winning the game, but I think the Bears will create a few turnovers, get some sacks, put up some fantasy stats there. But uh, it wouldn't shock me if the Bears win the game outright, of, of course. But uh, I like the Bears as my fantasy defense this weekend. But uh, uh, who do you got uh, from a fantasy defense uh, this weekend, Butter?
1: Um, I got the Dolphins versus the Jets. Like I said, I mean, I think the Jets are a dumpster fire. They've got Joe Flacco. I think he's going to be the quarterback starting against the, the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins um, look pretty, pretty good against the 49ers last week. So um, I expect the Dolphins to, to come out, um, get some stops, and, I mean, they're going to win the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you couldn't fault fantasy players for essentially just following the Jets offense, right? It's like whatever defense <laughs> is playing the Jets, go pick that defense up that week and kind of churning through defenses there because they, they have been bad. Uh, and without Le'Veon Bell now, I mean, that they're down another star player, down another target. Uh, I know he hasn't played a whole lot for them here recently, but um, I wouldn't expect the Jets offense to get better uh, by cutting a, a guy like Le'Veon Bell. So. Uh, yeah, probably not a bad pick on that one, Butter. But, uh, well, man, you know, again, not from a f- fantasy football perspective and from an overall NFL schedule this weekend, Butter, not not a ton of, like, super big games this week. Where we kind of covered the biggest ones uh, that we thought were, were merited for discussion this week. But any parting thoughts uh, on week six from a preview standpoint before we wrap up this podcast, Bud?
1: Man, uh, not really. I mean, I'm really excited to uh... – To watch the, I mean, like the, the Buccaneers versus the Packers. I mean, I think that's kind of one of the big marquee matchups. I mean, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. I mean, I think that's going to be a really, really, really good game to watch. Um, I'm excited to watch that game. Like I said, I mean, that's, there's not a lot of marquee matchups this week, except for that one. So
0: yeah, and, and from an NFL fan standpoint or fantasy standpoint, you know, carve out three hours and watch that game Sunday afternoon because, you know, both those guys are getting up there in age. Uh, you just don't know how many more opportunities you're going to get to see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady square off uh, on a Sunday afternoon. You know, I know I know Brady's a few years older than Rodgers, uh, but, uh, you know, you just don't know how many more chances you're going to get to see those two premier guys, two Hall of Famers, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, Obviously, Brady's in the argument to be the greatest of all time with his resume, but... You know, Aaron Rodgers has been pretty good as well. Hasn't won as many Super Bowls, uh, of course, but uh, the stats are there uh, and his longevity uh, is there and will continue to be there hopefully for a couple more seasons. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm with you. I think that's the big game and uh, hopefully uh, everybody will uh, be able to take some time and watch that one on Sunday afternoon. So, well, Butter, you know, I think that just about covers it for week six, man. So as always, all that's left now is uh, to watch the games and see what happens. But For our listeners out there, Butter, how can we follow you, the Fantasy Fessional, on Twitter, man? How do we find you out there, bud?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Curen or a.k.a. the Fantasy Fessional, and that is at J-E-R-E-M-Y underscore V-A-N-C-U-R-E-N.
0: Absolutely. So you guys get out there. Follow uh, my man Butterball and all of his NFL and fantasy and college football musings as well. So uh, uh, his, his picks throughout the week and some of his thoughts on college football, NFL football, and fantasy football uh, in particular. So, well, Butter, as always, brother, I appreciate you being in studio with me again this week, and I look forward to doing it again next time, man. And we'll, we'll be doing a road game next year, right? Or next week, right? Uh, I'll be in Chicago. And so we'll have to be doing it remotely, but uh, we're going to get that figured out and we'll get a podcast, uh, posted next, uh, Thursday, Friday as well. Uh, kind of try to stay on a regular schedule, despite the fact that I'll be out of town. But and while this will wrap it up for this episode, everyone, the conversation doesn't end here to keep it going and to also keep up with everything we're doing over at the sports pros network. Check us out at fantasy or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And you can also follow us on Instagram now at fantasy sports pros as my lovely wife has uh, taken over the Instagram account, or I guess created an Instagram account for us. So we'll be posting some pictures of us doing the pod and all kinds of other fun stuff out there. So if you're an Instagram follower or an Instagram user, uh, check us out, uh, up there at Fantasy Sports Pros. And remember, everyone, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E, so fantasysportspros.com uh, or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody.